So I must emphasize, of course, that when we see Sarah and Howard up here, we're not looking at two individuals joining together. The fuck? What's going on? Yeah, really. Come on, hurry up. Let's turn to the vow, shall we? Howard, do you take this woman to have and to hold? Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, to hold. <laughs> I want to hold her butt. <laughs> and Sarah, do you take this man to have and to hold from this day forward? No way. <laughs> take me. I do. Yeah, yeah, over here. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> upstate new york this is the slam tilt podcast a show about all things pinball i'm your host ron hallett here with my co-host bruce nightingale i'm still playing the ball on a stream uh, thank you blue suede yes ron ron loves that song i hate that song no i, mean, I really re- okay let me rephrase that i hate their version of the song the bj thomas version is okay that version I want to shoot myself when I hear that. Uh, sorry. If I were to get a Guardians of the Galaxy, that would have to be replaced with something with else. What? I don't care. Something else. Uh, come and get your love. Redbone. There you go. Okay. That should have been there I like anyway. I agree. And this is episode 70, 70. Rocky Four. I must break you. We have the Russians now. Yes. We have Ivan Drago. We have... Brigitte Nielsen. Yes. Say that right? Yes. Yes. When she was actually in movies because she was going with uh, Stallone. Stallone. Because she, she was in Beverly Hills Cop 2 also, I think. Yeah, she was. Yes. She was. And wasn't she in Cobra? Yes. Okay, yes. All right. <laughs> but we have a guest this week. We do. The 30th ranked player in the world on IFPA rankings, Mr. Carl D'Angelo. Hey, guys. Woo-hoo. 30th now, huh? 30th. Is that bad or good? The way uh, you said it's, it. It's good still. It's good still. Okay, it's dropping. Good. He sounds like he pays attention to it as much as I do. <laughs> What's, what is Mr. Hallett? Mr. Hallett, let's see if he's gone up or down since last time. Oh, yeah, you're now you're now above 250. So, Ron, you're at 256. Yeah, I'm still good, as long as I stay above 200. Yeah, and I'm probably above 400 now because... Uh, 413. Woohoo! Yes. Got to keep that B going. Got to keep the yep. B. But as Steve Bowden says, who wants to talk about tournaments? This show does. Mm hmm. <laughs> so, Carl, what got you into this wacky, wacky hobby of ours? Oh, gosh. Uh, where do I start? That's the question. Um, right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Geez. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. We got plenty of time. All right. All right. I always remember playing in. Um, Bowling alleys. My parents would do bowling leagues, and we'd go in the arcade, and I'd play a game. I think the first game I actually remember playing is a Cyclone. I was into amusement parks, so that just kind of went hand in hand. And my money always lasted longer on the pinballs. So I'd play them to, to, so I'd have more stuff to do while they were busy, or they took us to Vegas, drop us off in the arcade, and we'd, I'd play pinball while my brothers would play uh, arcade games, finish up all their money, and I'd be stuck on the pinball still, you know, earning replays. So... That just snowballed. Um, went to high school, went to college, and then 
got the itch to buy a machine. So I was looking on eBay. I found a uh, a Whirlwind back in the day. What was this? Somewhere around two thousand, probably. Uh, picked it up for six eighty, which uh, you know in today's market that's that's insane price for a Whirlwind. Brought it home. Realized I can't have just one. Picked up a safe cracker after that, and then everything just snowballed from there. After after going to one of Jim Belsito's parties, because I only had two machines, and then I go to this guy's house and. He's got 25 or 30 machines in his house. Woohoo! Yeah, it's exactly. I'm like, I can buy more games. I can fit more games. You know, I can just shove them in this corner, shove them in this corner. So, uh, much to the disappointment of my wife, you know, they exploded. And I sit around 10 to 12 at any time. I always tell her she should never have, have let me buy the first one. So it's her fault. It's her fault. It's all her fault. Uh, and then I started to, at the at gyms. That was when I first played my first tournament and um, joined the Orange County League out here. And then just started going to various places. California Extreme uh, became an annual tradition after that. And just little by little, it grew and grew and grew. Very cool. What is in your current lineup right now? My current lineup. Uh, let's see. I've got a uh, a Fishtails, a Wizard of Oz, a uh, Paragon, a Flash Gordon. Lord of the Rings, Dracula, Bram Stoker's, uh, let's see. And in the garage, I've got a uh, NBA Fast Break, Arena, a Wild Card, Williams Wild Card. And there's one more in there. I know there's one more. <laughs> it's always the last one, right? Can't remember. It is. It. It'll come to me. When you have enough games where you can't remember their titles, that's... It's sad. Right. Yeah, that's a sign you need help. So the Iron Man didn't make it. Didn't need it anymore? The Iron Man is gone. Oh. Because Carl's one of the few people, probably ever, to have attained do-or-die multi-ball. Not, yes. not do-or-die, hurry up, but the actual do-or-die multi-ball. And he streamed it. And I think after you did, did that, you said you didn't need the game anymore. I guess you were serious. Uh, I didn't think I was, but I it sat there for about three or four months, and I, I didn't play it after that. It just sat, and I, I didn't have the desire to play it anymore. It was really strange. Normally, I go back to games even after you know, getting to the wizard mode, but for some reason, that game just like, cut it off. Wow. Wow. Didn't you have a Hobbit, too? I did have a Hobbit. Did. It is <laughs> as well. I like how when he's done him, he just drops the mic. Boom. That's it. Done. No need. So what 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 point in playing did you realize, like you know I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> uh, what did I do? Um, my first trip to Pinburg, uh, the first one I went to, I took a third place. That's kind of when, you know, it went a little further than uh, just a standard hobby. I mean, just getting to Pinburg alone was a big deal. But I before that I had won the Orange County Pinball League. The first year I was in it, I, I, I won it. So that was a kind of a my first accomplishment. And then definitely Pinburg and then it just you know, I started going to Papa every year, you know. It's basically biannual trips to uh to Pittsburgh. Two years ago, you were runner up in Pinburg. Right. Tell us a little bit about that day and going up through the finals and what you would change one thing Gosh. about that day. And why Alien Star is awesome. Alien Star is awesome. It is. <laughs> Although I didn't, I, I, my alley passes were not, uh, I wasn't doing very well on those. So I should have done better, but I still did okay on that game. Uh, the big 
what was it? I think it was Family Guy that really messed with me on that on that uh, final bank, the final four. Um, my nerves hit me at that point for some reason on that first game. I normally don't get nervous now, except for we'll we'll go into this later. I think maybe, but the uh, the heads up uh, in Vegas that I was shaking like crazy. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. There's something about that format. Um, but so I was a little bit like that in Family Guy, a little nervous, a little just. You know, tense. After that game, I loosened up when we went to uh, Doodlebug and then Twilight. and So I would just try and calm myself down in that first game, I guess. Um, and then uh, and then try and get more help from uh, my wingmen, from Raymond and, and, and Chris on that final game of Alien Star. They, they were the, you know, the reason I couldn't get a tiebreaker with Keith. <laughs> they let me down Raymond, and then he steals the uh, Aerosmith from me in, in Vegas. He's my nemesis now. Ah, yes. So we can have a slugfest one time on the show. Yes. Family Guy. I'm just thinking that's one of my game sales. Yes. Family Guy. Me too. They had all the posts out in that game. I mean, there's nothing. You look at the left and, you know, it's just wide open. It's like terror on the left outlane and the right outlane. Yeah. That'd be scary. I I wouldn't. It probably wasn't enjoyable to play and even think about playing that in that kind of situation with those outlanes all the way saying, I can take any ball and go right down the drain and you don't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we started twilight zone, I'm playing, I didn't really look over the game before we started it and I'm playing and then the ball's going to pops and I look at the left by the outlane and there's just no post there. And just this shock comes over me. They're like, there's nothing there. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. So what would you what would you change that day, if anything? What would I change? I would win, of course. Oh well, you know what I mean. Like any strategy, <laughs> you know, or anything like that. Apart from playing better, um, I would change the day before. Okay. Maybe a bit more because I I I, I squeaked in into um into the finals. I was having a rough uh, into the first day. I think it was in the beginning of the second day. And I needed some good rounds. I pulled it together at the end, but I had to play from the very beginning of finals all the way to the you know final match. I went through five rounds. It was a yeah. very long day. I would have avoided uh, being around Johnny since he got me sick there as well. <laughs> That's the plague. He's permanently the plague now. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. So you were talking about the posts not there. I had a similar experience. Like playing the game and noticing as I'm playing it that something is not there. And that was at the Sanctum playing Viking. Oh gosh. If you're familiar the, with Viking, the little yeah. the little the two posts and the little piece of rubber to save the ball. They were gone. Gone completely. Um, huh? Gone completely. Both posts, the plastic, everything gone. Literally the lamp socket is there, like the hole for the lamp socket exposed, everything's gone. <laughs> so if it doesn't take the in lane, it's gone. Period. There is no there is no saving the ball. See, Belcito tries to trick you with this. He turns the posts upside down. So it looks like you have a chance, but you don't really. Because the rubber's sitting too low to, wow, to push that's the ball. Pretty but cruel. You, still, you still try and you'll get that nice tilt when you push too hard. I like that. <laughs> now, Ron, you get to thank me for that. Why? Why do I thank you? Because that was my Viking. Oh, that was your Viking you sold? Okay. Yes. That's my Viking that I sold to the Sanctum. Good job, Bruce. Good job. See? So we mentioned Jim Belcito a couple times. Now, you guys run a tournament. Yes. Called it, well, most people just call it Indisc. 
I'm starting to wonder if people actually know what it stands for <laughs> at this point because it's just known by the initials. It never drains in Southern California. Yeah, there that you was go. a Bob Matthews uh, named that thing. Yeah, it's become pretty big at this point. Uh, you guys have been to the museum, right? You yes. came out yep. last year, I believe, or. Uh, yes, we came yeah. out last March. So we're actually putting the tournament in the arcade hall this year. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so a big room. Yeah, we're moving a third of the games back into the back, and so we'll have a nice, large open space for the 25 games we're having in the tournament total, I think. 14 in Maine, 7 in Classics, 4 in Women's, and then some side tournament ones, some stuff for Project Pinball. I mean, it's going to be a huge tournament this year. Wow, very cool. Plus, it's going to be open. That's the part Plus I noticed. it's going to be open. Yeah, yes. that's what I noticed. So, so Bruce, if you're not too busy with the bar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just no? have so, so much free time lately. Just, just just, throwing it out there. That's all. Okay, 20, 24 hours this weekend I was at the bar. And not drinking. Or playing pinball. <laughs> I did play pinball. We practiced. We got, we'll get into repairs later on. So, uh, Carl, now you run in disc. Are you repairing the games when you're there? Are you tournament director in playing? Or what's your biggest role when running in disc? Biggest role is getting the uh, the cameras and the stream ready. I then also do rulings as a tournament director, and I'll fix games where I can if uh, if someone else isn't available. Okay. Um, but yeah, the stream and the you know the broadcast, and then just general tournament directing would be my primary duties. Are you good behind with the wrench and everything? You you fix most of your own games? Yeah, yeah, I fix all my own games. I don't bring anybody in except these uh, EMs I have are giving me hell lately. Mm, that's very impressive. We we me and Ron both appreciate that that you are handy. I feel your pain with EMs. Yes, they scare me. me. Oh, they gosh. scare me. I got one, I got one in the bar now. I saw that you got a Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Oh, very appropriate. <laughs> very good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So you said streaming, your streaming rig, your whole streaming setup. You've kind of become one of the preeminent, I would say, streamers of, of tournaments. Like you, it's, it's not like one of those, you know, like a, a wussy like me who just streams one game. Your, your, your setup is, is for like 10 or more games. It's insanity. That's what it is. You are Pure Papa level. insanity. You are truly yes. Papa level. I swear. When I see yours, it's like, holy cow. And you're doing this by yourself. That's what's even more impressive. <laughs> like, yeah, what I need the hell help. is he doing? <laughs> I need help. I need help. You, you, need, you do need help. You need someone more technically proficient when you're not there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. bad things can happen. Like yes, cameras switching to the wrong thing and entire final batches being missed. But I digress. Yes, yes. Oh, stop. <laughs> it strikes again. <laughs> so what do is what you do like in your profession – Similar is it like a tech position. A tech yeah, I, thing? I'm I'm in IT, mainly a web programming. I figured. Now yeah. we got two IT guys. Great, well, thanks. That, come on, Bruce. This this comes up a lot. There's a lot of pinheads we've had on the show that are in IT. I know that. There's a ton. Yeah. So when you get in IT, Bruce? Um, Mister. Uh, no, I I went the opposite way. I own my own bar now with my wife. That sounds more fun. Yeah, it does. I hate computers. God, if you guys only knew, like I, I when we, when me and my wife talked about opening a bar, I was like, that'd be pretty cool. I'm gonna run the arcade side, and I'll do the general building maintenance. She'll run the bar and the kitchen. All the stuff you don't realize. Like we had a budget, and we've blown past that budget. 
And the good thing is, I'm using all my games. And what if, what if I had to buy games and then bring them in? Oh my god, I'd be like the state of New York. Every year, you can hit twenty five hundred dollars for a liquor license. And don't you have to pay like per game for a license, or you're going to do a set charge or something? You got an exemption. Oh, how'd you get an exemption? Because the town has not charged anybody in twelve years. Well, we came back to them and said, well, you haven't charged anybody in 12 years. And they said, yeah, you're right. You went through the records. Like, yep, I asked the town clerk for it. I said, well, it'd be kind of unfair if you're going to charge now me and not all these other people. I said, are you, do you plan on charging these other people for their machines? And they're like, nope. I said, oh, so do you see my dilemma? And they said, yep, and we will give you an exemption like everyone else. Very good, Bruce. So I saved a penny of what I put into it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I digress. So we have the streaming. Yes. You stream in disk, you actually uh, stream heads up, which we'll talk about. But another thing I don't know how many people realize is the the Never Drain software, the software that's used uh -huh. for, I believe it's still used or was still used for Papa and, and many other tournaments, is actually your software. Right. How right. did that come about? Which is it? I, I wanted to go and get rid of paper. Okay. Uh -huh. I was tired. It was a, a year at California Extreme. Where, you know, these you'd buy a score sheet and you'd have a single paper for your score sheet, and you'd have, you know, you'd be writing your eight scores on there. The scorekeepers would, and they'd have the scorekeepers would have a stack of twenty papers, and be flipping through it to find yours, you know. And oh, there it is, because the lines were getting so long. Also, I mean, tw I'm exaggerating with twenty, but um, but then people would also buy another sheet of paper and put it with the classics scorekeeper. So they'd be in both a classics line and a main line. And while they're playing this main game, they they're called over in classics and obviously they can't go over there. And then it's also finding out, okay, how, how much longer do I have to wait? I'm, I'm standing in line waiting for Ripley's, you know, my sheet of paper and have to go with the scorekeeper. Okay. How many more people behind me or in front of me? How many more? So I want to get rid of it. And the, the, I mean, that was the genesis of it. Um, I wrote uh, it. I ran a test, for it, which was the first critical hit tournament. It wasn't a card-based tournament. It uses that software as a test run before our um, second in-disc, um, which used to run in January. Uh, and just, you know, went from there. It started as a local-only tournament software. Had to have a local web server run it there because I didn't want to trust running anything over the web. What if your web connection dies? You're going to lose, the, you know. No one's going to be able to input scores. No one can queue up, whatever. And just kind of loosen those fears, and now I give it to everybody that wants it for free, for free, yes, for free. Oh, it's great! And it's like it's not even—it's not even called Never Drains. It's just everyone calls it Carl Software. Yep. At least that's what I heard. It's like I'm using Carl Software. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get Never Drain Software. It's it officially Drain Tournament Manager, but DTM. DTM. And I thank you for making the URLs really easy. Like when I wanted to find what was going on in Free Play Florida, and I didn't see a link anywhere, I figured it's, okay, it's never drained slash, uh, it's probably FPF 2017. That's the format yep. it's usually is. Boom, it comes right up. Ah, oh, thank you. Consistency. I love consistency. I love it. It is so <laughs> nice. So you brought your streaming rig over to the Heads Up Challenge in Vegas. So how, how insane was that? That was, that was... It sounded insane. insane. It looked insane. It was loud. It was 
it was six cameras on the screen at any time, which was a feat in of itself. Um, getting that many inputs on my computer, I had to buy some extra equipment to, to just for that stream so we could do the heads up stuff. Getting it over there and inside the hard rock was fun. Up a freight <laughs> elevator, you know, navigating through the through the showroom with the Big Buck Hunter people. And then the the, the Big Buck Hunter announcer and the noise. And I just, I was so loud in that room. It, unbelievably <laughs> you loud. You mean all his F-bombs? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You had the best Among comment. other things. Where you said, like, oh, am I supposed to bleep that out? <laughs> Loved it. I, love I try to keep my streams mostly clean. And so that, you know, that was the exception there. Because I have a son, and in case he's ever watching things, it's it's it, you know it's, it's troublesome when I have to yeah. mute the the stream because oh crap. Yeah, I I yep. know where you're coming from. We have the what parental advisory on the Twitch stream, and we have the what adult setting on the YouTube videos. So now yeah. when you click on it, you have to actually log in to listen to them. Like me, that's all just for yeah, me. The twenty or thirty people actually look at the YouTube versions of the podcast. <laughs> But let's let's okay geek moment for your streaming stuff. What are you using for all oh, for boy. all the tech heads out there? Want to know what is Carl using? Like the the whole rig? It's yeah, a, the whole uh, rig. What what is it like? You know, I want to set up something just like Carl has. What geez. do I need? Let me pull up my list here if I can if I can find it. It's an i7. Um, I can't remember the model of the CPU, but it's the uh, one of the higher end ones with the um, can do twelve threads, six cores. 12 threads. I needed more cores to be able to do um, 1080p broadcasting. Yep. Yeah, because it was it was insane. Uh, when I did Indisc uh, last year and I ran the instant replays, it, uh, it was really taxing on the machine. So I upgraded that. I've got uh, Now I've got two Magewell cards in here, which are two um, four-input HDMI cards. So I've got eight possible inputs, 32 gigs of RAM, you know, multi-terabytes of hard drive space. Uh, most of those are solid states because, again, the, the instant replays are going to need that. You need that yeah. super fast access. Um, a uh, GeForce 1060. It should probably be a little more, but I've been getting away with that. And that's the basics, just Windows 10 and then XSplit for the software. And then the replays I'll be running through a software called uh, Epic Rewind or Epic R Word. It's a little janky, but it it works. It beats uh, spending another 500, 600 bucks on a different piece of software, which then doesn't let me use XSplit. And I don't really like XSplit. And what kind of uh, cameras are you using? you got to be using some kind of switcher, too, between all the cameras. Oh, yes. So I've got, uh, I've got modern price 8x1 switches. Every, most of the other stuff I buy is all modern price equipment. So my, my, my T bars, my rigs, my cables, uh, most everything else. Um, so the cameras, I use Sony CX405s. Primarily, I was on the Panasonic's 180 or 250s, but they've I've had three of those die on me, so I will no longer buy those. It's really frustrating. Yeah, so those the Sonys, I'm about what am I at? 21 of them, I think. Um, 21 cameras. <laughs> 21 <laughs> of those cameras. Nine of the Panasonic's, and then I've got I've got some GoPros over here or uh, GoPro knockoffs, the uh, Yees which uh, I used last year, but I may not use them this year because the museum has another 10 cameras that we'll be able to use. So I think that with all of those, we shouldn't need the GoPros. Um, but yeah, so, so six HDMI switches. Each switch can take eight inputs. So you can do the math there. Um, and then I've got uh, eight DMD extenders because we're going to do a direct feeds on the DMDs this year. And, wow. And you have all this crap in your car. You're bringing it up. 
Got to set it all up, which probably takes God knows how long. Then you got to have someone who knows how to use everything and switching between everything. Plus, you have a commentator camera. Right. I also have some. Uh, I have a wireless mic now for the uh, hopefully some interviews for Indisc. If I can find someone good to do that stuff, it's all, at this point a lot of this comes down to who I can find at the tournament to help out. You know, last year I was lucky that uh, Jermaine was around because he figured out how to run the stream, even the instant replays, uh, really quickly. Since I was still playing even in the finals. So you're saying you need someone in IT to help you out? Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I love to do interviews. Hi, I'm Ron from the Slam Tilt Podcast. I'm here with so-and-so. You just lost that game. Can you tell me why? Why did you suck so bad that game? Why did you go for this shot when it obviously was the wrong thing to go for? I don't know. Speaking of knowing the right things to go for, we're talking about the heads-up challenge and the insanity that was the, the heads-up challenge. Yes. I didn't know how I felt about it at first because the first couple of people on the stream were, I think they were people who actually were going to the the big buck hunter thing right? and right. didn't necessarily were, play be, pinball yeah. and they didn't know how to actually finish, how to do the challenge. Exactly. So, so it was like, yeah. uh, I'm watching, it's like, uh-oh, this, this is an oversight here. Uh, this could be a problem. And I think they changed it to what, five ball? Because I think it was three ball originally. Yeah, everything was set on three balls and the five balls really helped out. It was weird. It was like, it was the exact opposite of a normal tournament where usually the games are faster, but then as the better players are there, the games get longer. It was the opposite. Everything was longer until the better players you know, came through, and then things were just wicked fast. Yep, about 30 seconds of match near the end. I mean, that last game was 30 seconds for a $4,700 difference. Yep. Surprise. And it all involved hitting that button that you love, Bruce. Ugh. I had, 40, <laughs> I had 49 TIE Fighters. Forty nine, and you needed fifty to get start that multi ball. See, one See more him. button hit. One more button hit. So if you just played more track and field as a kid, or more Galaga, <laughs> <laughs> had a little faster hand, you would have had it. I never, I never thought of it that way. A forty seven hundred dollar Tie Fighter. That's an expensive yeah. Tie Fighter. <laughs> it's more expensive than all the Tie Fighters yeah. that Stern bought because of all this Tie Fighter on a stick. <laughs> but the, the format is fantastic. I, I had so much fun playing it. In fact, I'm going to, here at my house on Saturday, I'm going to run a, a pair of uh, Paragons. Oh, and, and beautiful. I know. Beautiful. Because me, me and Bruce were talking about, we like the concept. We love it. But in a way, to make it maybe a little more accessible, because some of the rule sets are like, uh, what are they doing? Yeah. Why is he training on purpose? You know, it's just, for, for your average person watching that, they would be like, why are you draining on purpose? That that that's the weirdest thing. So if you played like, because me and Bruce have a lot of older games, like we both have a big game, you know, we both have a stars. Yep. That that would take Harlem. like two set Harlem Globetrotters. It would take two seconds to explain that stuff. Yeah, and you could good games for it. Yeah. Yeah, like Harlem Globetrotters, you need to get in the saucer. No, on no, the right not, side. not even that hard. Super bonus. Just get twenty. Well, that could be one Lights of them. Done. You, that could be one of Boom. them. But I like the, you know, must get all the drop targets down and get in the saucer. So if you screw up, boom, next ball, you got to start all over again. Like, oh, he was so close. I think things like that would be good. So if you're using Paragon, what kind of uh, goals are you thinking of using? Uh, one of them is drain out the beast lair. Oh, very cool. <laughs> That's mean and I love it. <laughs> so what, what, what does that mean? So you want people to drain on purpose? Yeah, you got to drain up. Yeah, get in the beast layer. 
yeah, the, and then the bad thing will be people are going to probably, you know, first, it's going to save it once in a while. You're going to be going, God uh-huh. damn it. <laughs> It'll be harder than you think to do it. It's, oh, I can't wait. Funny. I can't wait. Oh, you're, it's going to be my Thanksgiving Christmas. It's going to be like Thanksgiving Christmas all at once when I'm watching that stream going, yes, evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So excited. And I, I think there's something about people like to watch pain. Oh, yes. Especially yeah. good players. They like to see. I think that's why they really should consider it, consider maybe filming some more of the classics final stuff at Papa. They never do. Pain. I mean, the closest they have is Pinburg because you have an older game, but you have mm-hmm. games like, you know, Alien Star, you know, games like Super Orbit. They get way more attention they've ever gotten in their lives. And people like seeing that. Like the best players just get owned. On, on well, it's more exciting games. to watch that short game than to watch the you know forty or fifty minute dialed in game. Yes. Or the forty or fifty minute Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy games that were streaming today. God. <laughs> so what? At what point did Papa start using your software? Papa fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in there, I think. They got wind of it uh, after I ran in disc and, and got in touch with me by uh, Adam Lefkoff and because uh, he saw it and passed it along to Mark and and they just asked if I could do it and I said sure. <laughs> Spent you know two months writing up the special code for them and ran with it. They're running their own stuff now. They have another uh, another piece of stuff that uh, Aiton yeah Aiton uh, wrote. Do you have any plans to change anything on it or updates? I uh, oh yes, I have loads of plans. <laughs> it sounds like us. Loads I got of all plans. these ideas, and I have no time for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Between everything else, it always seems to hit the back burner. The main thing I need to do with that software is to make a centralized user base, user system. So you know, you just log into the website and you create your own tournament. You don't have to contact me. I don't have to set a database up, copy files over. Because right now, every tournament is its own database. And it's and I only get 50 on the web host. So I'm constantly deleting old ones so I can put new ones on there. So we lose. I, I archive everything. But, you know, so someday I hope to get everything back online so you can look at the, you know, all the records uh, over the years. Just save a little bit more of my sanity. So more like, a, like the match play events thing where yeah. you can log in and you just say, I want to start a tournament. And there yeah, it is. Exactly. Exactly. There it is. Boom. Cool. So if Indisc wasn't enough, and creating the software, and streaming pinball, and the heads-up tournament... I do too much, don't I? That's what you're <laughs> yes. trying to say. No, no, there's don't more. Let my wife there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's also this thing called Critical Hit that you came up with. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So how did that come about? For those who don't know what it is, Critical Hit is uses, like, cards that have various things on them. But I'll let Challenges. Challenges or detriments. Alterations to the game. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, you know, you don't want to play that game. I want to play this game instead. Or I don't want this player in my group. See, the, the, let's see. I have to change in my next, uh, my next batch of cards. It is, uh, darn, what card is it? It's the one where you move a player. Anyways, at, the, at this last critical hit I ran... Almost every single round, someone played the card to kick Jim Belsito out of the group. Every <laughs> oh, single man. time. Despite the fact that he wasn't having a good day and he, not, he wasn't winning his games, they always kicked him out every single round. Wow. But yeah, it came about, I just always trying to come up with 
ways to make the game more exciting or more accessible. And I, I thought of this as a way to almost handicap players, you know, allow for handicaps without using handicaps. I have a lot of time to think on my drives to and from work. So at some point, some crazy idea comes up and it sticks. And, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the side tournament stuff I do, the button bash and all that. But uh, it seems to have gone over well. I did not expect so many people to be interested in it uh, the first time I did it. And then, uh, you know, I had the first run of cards for three strikes and they sold out way quicker than I ever expected. So I ran a second printing and now the, the match play set. I still have cards for that. I, I bought I probably bought too many this time, but uh, no big deal. I figured they'll go over the years. We were very grateful for your donation. Of course. My very. pleasure. We were, and I know the guys who've gotten them, they're very grateful, jumping up for joy. So thank you again for that. Of course. And you brought up something I totally forgot about, all your, your weird modified games. Yeah. Thunder Tilt would be my favorite. Yeah, that, that was the funniest of all of them. I mean, the single, single hit to a thunder struck target tilts the game. Yep. It's simplest mod to do and just... Absolutely hilarious. The layout on ACDC is just perfect for it. People are saying, like, what? It's like you have a, you have an ACDC, and, and it plays just like a regular ACDC with, with one little alteration. If you hit a Thunderstruck target, you just tilt. Like single tilt, no warnings. It's just ball's over. Go to the next ball. Yep. And that's, that's so you're trying to <laughs> not miss, <laughs> figure out the best way to not get near Thunderstruck targets. But it'd be funny, I saw a few instances where it actually hit the targets from behind. Yes, Like yes. someone hits a bell, it comes by, like raises one of those Thunderstruck targets, and it tilts. Like, oh, come on! And there's only three targets. It's, it's you know, yep. it's not, most of the games have four or five stand-ups. ACDC only has three. It's, it's, it's great. And you had another one where what's, you had a certain amount of time until the flippers died, but you could add time by hitting certain things. It was flips. You had a certain number of flips. Well, a certain number of flips. Yeah. Okay. Right. But you could add flips. You could add flips by doing something. Yeah. That's. A, I basically have a switch that can be added somewhere on the playfield to add flips. So, like at replay effects, it was on Dracula. So anytime it went back in the shooter lane, it would reset the flips to thirty. Oh man, that is and, cruel. I love it. <laughs> and then uh, button bash. That's the other one I made with the. Uh, you've got. You know, the launch buttons on games, the big launch buttons, you've got three for the right flipper, three for the left flipper. Oh, yeah. One of the lights will be lit. That's the button that activates a flipper. Once you release the button, it randomly picks another one of the three buttons to change to. It could be the same button, could be a different button. And you, so you have to constantly be watching the lights and hit it. If you miss it, you're locked out for half a second. And it's amazing how much half, how long half a second is when you need to flip a flipper and the panic that comes when you miss <laughs> panic <laughs> basically just think of simon it's like a simon game for each flipper love it yep you see we love pain yes pain. Yep. <laughs> yes so what kind of you know, we, we heard your collection what kind of games do you tend to gravitate towards like what do you look for in a game oh boy no, I, I'm really, I have a wide variety of games I like. Um, anything that's overly repetitive, I'd say I stay away from. So any current Stern. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't, not going there. Not, oh, come on! <laughs> well, Bruce, okay. Bruce, oh. he, he has a Gottlieb Arena. Is that a problem for you? No, actually, I don't mind Arena. 
Okay. I grew up on it. Just just checking. Just checking. No. Bruce has a Gottlieb hatred thing. Now, with the pain bit, I took two of the rubber rings off of the uh, top little, you know, million shots. So it makes it a lot harder to get the million. There you go. California Extremes, where I played most of the Gottliebs. Because they were the only games that were, like, not being played. Free and open. As it got more and more crowded. It got really crowded. <laughs> I know. How, how is it now? I heard they, there's more room. I haven't been in the main hall for a couple of years. I'm always stuck in the tournament. Well, you know, when the tournament was in the main <laughs> hall. But like last, no, not last year because there wasn't a, you know, there was the same date as September. But uh, two yeah. years ago, the tournament was upstairs, off, far away from the main hall. Okay. Yeah, it, was, it was way away, and I never saw the main hall. All right. So, any other subjects you'd like to talk about, Carl? Oh, gosh. Is there anything yeah. left? Nope. I'm sure there's more stuff. Well, we, we, have, we have stuff, but if you had anything specifically, at the end of the show, we can, we can, we can do the, in the plug section. Yeah, I remember anything else. All right. So we, I was talking uh, earlier about Guardians of the Galaxy. So have you seen you, – you were driving back, and you're uh, – how long does it take you to get home? Uh, I, I do not wish to discuss that. It's too embarrassing. It's too embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> wow. No, it's a 70-mile it's a, it's a, uh, commute. Which in California is probably God knows how long that is. Two, two hours most days. Oh, yeah. Ow. 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 Yeah. Exactly. But but I get to listen to you guys all the time. That's great. But can't you work from home? I do on Fridays. I get to work from home on Fridays. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> so have you seen any of Guardians? Just the pictures. Just the pictures. Okay. Yeah. So today was the day of the Dead Flip stream. Of Guardians of the Galaxy, and it, it was a pro. And they did have uh, a Stern must have done something. Uh, they were able to tap into the direct video out feed. Ah, uh, about time. Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, that's. You must have been, even though you weren't watching the stream, you uh, read the mind of many of the comments I saw on the side of the, of the stream. <laughs> it's like it's about time you couldn't do that before. Actually, our own Tim mentioned that. Like, is he tapping into the? How's he doing that? Did they change something? Well, they, I don't know why. They, they, they're using LVDS on their monitors for some reason, and they have an HDMI port in the, in the back box. So well, where was the decision-making process there? That's, that's, that's my bit. <laughs> so they had Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were wearing like uh, different Guardians characters for masks. They had Jack Danger was there, at least the part I saw. They had Jack Danger, they had Zach Sharp. They had uh, Zachary Parks was there. It was his birthday. So he was enjoying his birthday in a pinball factory, playing Guardians of the Galaxy, and kicking everyone's ass. He was destroying everyone. It's quite impressive. The music, it had lots of orchestral music, and it had the two songs in it, Cherry Bomb, which was fine. And then they hooked on a feeling by Blue Suede, the cover of the B.J. Thomas song. And God, I'm never going to get that out of my head. I can't stand that song. I don't know. What do you guys think? You like that song at all? It's all right. It's iconic with the movie, isn't it? That's what they used on a lot of the trailers, right? So people associate that song more with the movie, I believe. Yeah, you're probably right there. What do you think, Bruce? Was it used well? That's the bigger question. Yeah, well, I couldn't figure out how they were using them. Like, they would do something and the song would just start. And then it would be occasionally interrupted by, like, the orchestra, like, the, the full, the regular music part. Yep. It was. I was confused mm. on exactly what activated it, what cut it off. It was weird. 
I don't yeah. think they have the timing down yet. No, they they don't because like you would hear the music, and then the orchestra part would play, and you would still hear the music like the song like really low volume in the background, and then it would come back up. And it's obviously the code is obviously extremely early. I mean, a lot of stuff you can tell is placeholders, where they don't have stuff there yet. But I mean, the artwork looks tremendous. I'll say that it looks good. Even even the pro looks good, as far as when you look at it. Yes. As far as the way it plays, I mean. I haven't played it yet. I, it did seem the ball times were quite long. Like, really long. Yeah. Like, I think in an hour, I'm looking back, I think they they did two games in an yeah. hour. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, they have ball savers on and extra balls are on, etc. So you can make it tougher. But just out of the, the factory default, looks like it plays pretty easy. Was anyone going through most of the game, or was it... Uh... It was yeah. they they started it off with the just like you could hardly hear anyone talking. It was just like you heard the audio of the game. They played like the first game, and then they had a break where they kind of explained some of the rules, and then they started in the second game, and that's actually where I left the stream and got uh-huh. ready for the podcast. I mean, it looked it looked. I mean, it, when you actually look at the overhead shot, it's like wow, this is Iron Man and Metallica. Yeah, it, it it literally is. If you look at the bottom of the playfield, you have the piston target in the same spot, and you have the crank it up thing in the exact same spot. Then you go up to the top, and there's Sparky, except it's Groot. And then the rest mm-hmm. of it is Iron Man. Same ramps, same spot. War Machine, he's in the same spot, except he's the raccoon now. Whiplash, same spot, but it's the whatever egg, whatever that thing is. The or, or sorry, orb. It has the same, like, when you hit the orbits, they come, like, all the way around. It looks just like Iron Man. So should we start a pool on what Borg's next game is going to be like? Is it going to be, like, Kiss and, you know, which two games make a baby? <laughs> Avatar and Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> the A's. Well, it's talking, like, Steve Ritchie, I mean, he, he just rips off all his old games, but he'll take, like, you know, one little part of one game, another part from another game, another part from another game. The last couple of Borgs have been, like, almost just copies, either copies or just a combo of two games. I don't know. It, it all depends on if it plays great, sounds great, and it's fun. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, exactly. that's what it's all about. I mean, exactly. I mean, it's not like he's copying shitty games. He's copying Iron Man, which I love Iron Man. He's copying Metallica, and Metallica's awesome. Yep. You know, why would I have yep. a problem with that? If he was copying from Avatar, although I don't hate Avatar. Bruce had that forever, and and I actually kind of, I kind of like playing it just because it was different. It was different, but it was like just link multi ball all day, just trying to get the link uh. super, and that was all I tried to do playing it. I, I like simple things, simple things to understand that are hard to do. Pain. Pain. <laughs> exactly. You'd, pain. Like, you'd like a TNA then for sure. Oh, I can. I, I like TNA. You would. I don't. You? I don't. I played a ton of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You played a ton. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if I'd like it for home use. No. Just because I found it, it's kind of the same pattern. Like, I don't know. At least the, the two that I played, it was like soft plunge, control, backhand lock, soft plunge, control, backhand lock, soft plunge, hit, you know, start multi-ball, hit grid, hit scoop, yep. go up top, and maybe if I don't get the reactor actually critical before multi-ball ends... That that's the fun part. Like, okay, do I not go for that and try to get multi ball again because I want to double it? You know, I don't want to blow it up without multi ball going. 
Yep. That's the one decision thing I find that, that that's I like that. But like every game, it's the same pattern. You do the same things in the same order, and you're just trying to go through the reactors. Uh, I don't know. It just in a like a foursome situation or head to head, that'd be great. Especially the lock stealing. Love that. Love the lock stealing. But in in my area, I mean, I would assume in in your area, there's probably a lot more of a scene in mine. Like no one's coming over to play my games. Unfortunately, no, no, no. I don't. I don't have anybody coming over here either. So it's it's me and myself playing. But wait a sec, you you live in Fontana, California, the right. best city in the world. No, that's right. Greatest, greatest city in the city. world. Greatest. It's not it's not New York City, folks. <laughs> we have found the greatest city in the world. <laughs> so no, I live in the greatest city, Albany. Actually I live in Skodak. We are the greatest city in the world. But yeah, it's it gets lonely here with no one no one no one to play with. Oh my. Boo hoo. <laughs> All right, so so oh, speaking of TNA, so you had a TNA tournament yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. That was streamed, and what what is your stream? If someone wants to find your stream on Twitch, where do they go? It's uh, Twitch.tv/iePinball, and the IE stands for Inland Empire, because mm-hmm. that's the area I'm in in Southern California, the Inland Empire. And check it out; they played a lot of Total Nuclear Annihilation. So that's I a su- good thing. I assume you like it. I do like it. I do. It, it's a, uh, it's a challenge. It can be. I, I think it it uh, needs to be set up right to make it make it a little more difficult, so you don't do what you, exactly what you said. There you go. You know, short plunge. You know, I think a strong plunger spring will really change that, and then just some really bouncy rubber. Yeah, I try to preface that by saying the two that I played, which were yeah. the two at Expo. I, I'm, if you make it nastier, yes, then you could really inflict some pain. I was getting some nice super jackpot shots uh, yesterday. I'm mean, 450,000 on a super jackpot is is massive on that game. Yeah, I never really tried that. Yeah, that's is that's one one thing I didn't explore. For those who haven't played it, the, the super jackpots you got to like hit the drop targets back down, but quickly because they reset. So you got to get what is it all the way to the back to get to the uh, the hole? Yeah, all the way in the scoop for the super. So single, double, triple, super, and the super is uh, five times. I think it is. Damn. So maybe I was playing it the wrong way. I probably could have got even more of a score, I guess. And I'll have to say the best thing about that game, man, is the ball's sitting in the plunger lane, and you hear the music, and as soon as you plunge it, when the bass kicks in. Yeah. That is like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could, yeah. That might be one of the greatest launches in history. So, all right, going down the docket here. What, what do we have for uh, news? I got a question. Oh, okay. I got a question first for him. Uh, what game is in your future? I, I actually have a TNA in order. Okay. Oh. Very cool. Say so. Anything else in the in the sites? Nothing else in the sites. I, Not you know, even pirates? I would like a pirates, but it's just so damned expensive. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. So yeah. So have you have you got to play any pirates yet? No. That's actually a dumb question because it was only at Expo and Australia. So unless you were at those places, you probably didn't play. IAPA. It was at IAPA. That's, oh, that's right. right. That's right. Pirates was was good. I th- I think you'd like it, Carl. Yeah, it looks like fun, and I li- I always like Keith's games, Keith's rule sets. Oh yeah, you you'd like the what twenty different characters you can pick. I I do like yeah. the whole like you can't pick the same character someone else did. Yes. Yeah, that that is like first or second yeah. even important now. Yeah, it's yes. like that that would be interesting. You know, you want to go first, second, third, or fourth? I actually want to go first because I want to select this character. 
Yes, because I may be able to take advantage of yep. it. So, all right. So we got Guardians. We got as far as news, most of the news was, um, I guess, Guardians. And there was a tournament this weekend. There was a tournament this weekend. Yeah, there were many tournaments. There were multiple yes. tournaments this weekend. Yes. This weekend, you had Free Play Florida. Yep. Had their tournament. Well, multiple tournaments. Yes. The main tournament was won by Eric Stone. And Classics was won by uh, Josh Sharp. Yep. Proving he can win. He's a winner in our book. I think that was a mistake. It, you know, <laughs> on the software, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he probably put a cheat code in with a button. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the film of uh, he's playing, I think he was playing Pirates. Yeah, he's playing Pirates, and Jeff Teals comes up behind him and starts hitting the button. Yep. So that was pretty funny. Oh, they also had a women's champ whose name escapes me, and I apologize. I really should be more prepared. Fail. I'm sorry. It was uh, Jeannie Leon. So if it was you, congratulations. If not, uh, we're sorry. Yikes. I'm sorry. Yikes. I went on the Points. website. It's there. It's there. Okay. I just don't know if that's her, how to say her first name. All right. Okay. Congratulations. Yes, to all those winners. Deborah Tommen won the classics at OBX. Nice. Excellent. And the winner of OBX was I, I, this, this guy. He hardly ever wins anything. I think his name is Trent. Oh, Trent, really? Trent Augustine, the guy who just won the Sanctum. Yeah. Now he wins this. I think he's got like, I don't know, 20,000 circuit points or something. Yeah. He, he wants to just have a commanding lead. Yeah. Did you hear what else he won when he went down there? Uh, a new car. He got the win to World Challenge Soccer. or Did he get that? I think that was. No. No. Striker, Striker Extreme. Striker Extreme. Okay. So he was even worse. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's mean, Bruce. You won a game. Come on. Well, wait a second. You, you, oh, wait a second. Do I want to play soccer with my game, or do I want to put a a football guy and maybe have uh, the Jets or the Giants or maybe even San Francisco 49ers? Hmm? Same game. They it's use the same, the same game. game. Oh, same, it's the same game. Oh, okay. Same game. So it's the Just same different... game. It's the same game as NFL. Yes. Really, I did not know this. Yes, just with different characters. Instead of a goalie back part, they had a goalpost. Really? Okay. Yeah, bad. Oh, come on, Bruce. It's a free game. I wonder if he sold it immediately like Tim did. I hope he did. (laughs) Our own Tim Balls, unfortunately, did not defend his title. Fail. Wow, you're nice. It's not like he got eliminated in the first round or anything. Oh. Fail. Oh, sorry, Tim. Our own Steve Bowden finished ninth. As he always does, he took the positive of it. He was able to get out of there early and get home and not have to take another day off from work. Yes. So hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. And hi, Tim Balls. Sorry. Sorry about that. I was in a tournament. You were? So you took the, you held the Hulk head, right? Uh, no. <sighs> I was at the uh, rock, famous Rock Fantasy for their fall open. I love how they have their, like, their tournaments are always like at the very end. Like the summer yep. opens like in September or something. And the fall opens in November. <laughs> They're like right at the end. And um, they were doing, they had like a set number of rounds, and we actually finished on time, even early. Mm. Isn't that amazing? They had a set number of rounds, like it was going to be seven rounds of uh, match play. So, like foursomes, uh, however they do the scoring, it's probably Pinberg style, three, two, ones, or however they do. I, again, I didn't look because you know how prepared you are. Close, I pay attention to that. 
but I can actually tell you how I how I finished each round because there's only seven rounds. I finished second, so starting good, right? Second round, I'm second, still good. Third round, third. Okay, that's not too good. Fourth and fifth round, last. Ouch. That pretty bum, much bum, yeah, that, that killed me. And then the seventh, the sixth and seventh rounds, I finished first and got up to tenth. But only uh, top eight went to A. And the rest went into B. A did like a um, the Papa style thing. They play like three games and four two ones or however they you know that that deal. B division they just did. You played head to head against other people and it was two strikes you're out. Hmm. Yeah. In the first game I played, I played Rolling Stones Bally and got destroyed. And that was the last game I lost. So I ended up winning B. Ooh. And getting heat for it again because I did the same thing. I got the same thing last tournament, and they're calling me the sandbagger now. All right, congratulations, sandbag boy. Yeah, I'm the sandbag boy. Believe me, I'm, I I tried my best. I just could not get in the top eight. But uh, yeah, and I ended up playing. We had a couple guys from uh, my Albany league who actually made their way to Rock Fantasy to play in the tournament, and, and um, they did pretty well. Like Tim, who was the president of our league, I ended up playing him. In, in the B division elimination thing twice. So I gave him both his strikes. Uh, the second, so one, the second one on Aerosmith, where he was way ahead of me going into the third ball. And f- thank God there's tilts are not necessarily a requirement at Rock Fantasy for, uh, <laughs> for Aerosmith because I, I basically had to move the game to save it on a right out lane drain. Save that. Then it tried to drain again, and I had the, what is it called? The... Um, What's the ball saver thing called in Aerosmith? Help me here, someone help me. <laughs> what's it? What's it called? The outlane. It, there's. It's. It's called something. Oh, just let him oh, hang. Crap. Let him hang. Let him hang. Just oh, let him don't let himself. me hang. I just did it. It's um. Not, not, Crank it up. No, but it's, it's some term from that's used in another game for something else too. Whatever. It's it, it's the ball save. It's just something you light on the outlane. Kind of like the um, the one on Game of Thrones, whatever that one's called. So I drained and got it back, and then I finally got multi-ball started. It had a very good multi-ball. Pulled ahead of him. He had his last ball to play, and he could not catch up. So that was close. And then the, fi- the final match, I ended up playing Mike. Mike Pantino, we had our rematch of the New York State Finals from like three years ago or four years ago. And we got to play it on, and these were all randomly selected by the software match play event software it selected uh, Game of Thrones and we both had the same reaction like no <laughs> neither of us wanted to play that so I had a decent game and and one B yay the glory is with you the glory and uh, Frank the towel he won yes. is he's, he's he's back man he's back in force is he unsuppressed or is he still suppressed no he's still suppressed okay we're calling him hoodie now I saw that. Because he put a, a hoodie over when they took the picture. So he looks like the Emperor. <laughs> because he looks like the Emperor or the Unabomber, whichever. Good. 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 Yes. <laughs> he kicked ass because he, he, he qualified high enough where he got to pick all the games. So he's picking, like, you know, Big Brave and Cheetah and the older games. Oh, yeah. That's he great. Us. And that's, hey, that's why you drive the bus, man. Yeah. That's why you drive the bus. So repairs this week, Ron? Repairs, and that leads into my, I have a Scott question. So, Scott, I know you're listening. Tech question for Cheetah, 
which you should know because this was your cheetah that you sold to Stephen Keeler. Now, I ended up under the playfield of that thing because I was in, I was actually working on it, being a nice guy, because I had my tools there for something else I was doing. Did you fix the thing? They were saying they had a sticky right flipper, which I could not replicate, and it did not stick the entire rest of the night. So, But when I lifted the playfield up, the the left slingshot coil is just hanging there. What? Yeah. Hmm. It's like, uh, oh, the coil stop had come off because the, the, the screw had sheared off. Mm. Of course, you might say, screw, shouldn't there be two? There should be, but there wasn't. There was one screw holding the coil stop on. I found the screw, and, and I found the parts, but the screw sheared off, so I asked, like, uh, Screwed. No, I asked Steve, like, do you, do you have a you know machine screw, maybe a longer one this size? Nope. Okay. Uh, maybe I can take one from one of the other mechs, you know, to get it up and running. Guess what every other mech had? One screw. One screw. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. None of them had two screws. The pop bumpers, <laughs> the slingshots, every single one of them just had one screw holding the coil stop on. Like, what are you doing? Zoinks. Zoinks. So, Scott, did you do that? No, that's actually not my tech question. My tech question is, while I was under there, I noticed the upper flipper on Cheetah. It has... Now, for those who have a C-Witch, Bruce, mm-hmm. Steph... They used a resistor on the two upper flippers in line to kind of, you know, lower the power so you don't, like, break things with the upper flippers. What they had on Cheetah, and, you know, it looked like a hack, but I'm thinking this is factory. They had a post, like a playfield post, screwed in to the bottom of the playfield with a spring on it that attached to the flipper, like uh, underneath. So when the flipper flipped, it actually was, you know, resisting. So it was, like, making it less powerful. And I'm thinking that's actually factory. As, as weird as that looked, why else would that be in there? I can't see someone hacking that in there. For what reason? Because I, I didn't see a resistor there. I mean, I didn't look terribly close. Maybe it was there and disconnected, and that was the, uh, the fix. But I'm wondering, since that was made before Sea Witch, if that's how they did it in that game. Because Stern was known to do stuff like that in their games. Yeah, I can maybe see that. So, Scott... Tell me, is, is that factory, or is that a hack? And I have one more tech question for Scott or anyone else who may listen to the podcast. And we've mentioned this before. Big Game was the first game that Stern used a single-piece uh, flipper bat, as opposed to, like, the steel flipper bat with a plastic shoe screwed on it. Mm-hmm. What's the Bally equivalent? What was the first Bally game to use a single-piece flipper bat. If anyone out there knows, or if Carl knows. No, no, I don't no. know. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Don't, not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I might guess Rolling Stones, just because that's the first one that used the linear flippers, and maybe that's when they changed it. But I, I'd like to know for sure. what. When did it change? I'm just curious. And as far as repairs, the only repair I did was on his Kiss. The Rock Fantasy Kiss, which wasn't really a repair. The Rock Fantasy Kiss, the left flipper, is actually a stern flipper. The kind you can't get anymore. The single-piece ones. The ones that are in games like Sea Witch and Big Game and Quicksilver, etc. So I took that out. And he had a Williams flipper on the right. So I replaced it with two Bally flipper bats. So it's correct. Then while I had it apart, uh, Howard uh, asked me, like, can you look at the top pump bumper? It never works. 
and I know what he means. It was never really. It, it was kind of dead. Like you, it would only go off if you hit it at the right angle. So I just made the switch more sensitive, and now and now it actually works. And he was like, "Wow, it's the first time it worked in ten years." Yikes! <laughs> Which I don't believe. You know, the, the game hasn't been there ten years, but those were my only repairs. Carl, any repairs for you? Does uh, looking at my games and going, that one's still broken. That one's still broken. <laughs> I can't play this. Oh, that's right. That's still broken. That count? <laughs> well, what's what's broken on them? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I've got uh, my Jungle Princess is just. It's been broken since end disc of last year. Again, the EMs are giving me hell, and the wild card too. The my wild card. The previous owner took uh, you know like contact cleaner. Oh no! Oh. Every single you know relay on the underside. Oh on, the, on the bottom, on the base. It's and I clean it. It works, and maybe a couple weeks later, it stops working again because it's all filthy again. I can't seem to get it all, get all that gunk out. Oh, that's just so sad. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. Just the constant battle. No, apart from that, what did I do? I hooked my topper back up on Lord of the Rings. That's about it. I've been doing other things. So how about you, Bruce? I'm sure you have any bar-related uh, repair repairs. Oh my God, yes. Quicksilver. We uh, bring it to the bar, and we're like, "Boy, the flippers are really dead compared to every other game here now." Wait a minute, Quicksilver is at the bar. Yes, and a Quicksilver. Sorry, uh, Stargazer. About to say, I didn't give you permission for that. Yeah, I have half ownership. It's fifty point one to. You can uh, only take half of it to the bar. You can take the head. Just the head. Yeah. Okay, yes. So I brought Stargazer there, and I'm like, boy, the flippers are really, you know, get next right next to its stars at the same outlet. It's a 20 amp outlet. So I'm like, okay, stars works great. All of a sudden, I'm like, let me go buy some flipper mechs from uh, Pinball Life. I bought the Pinball Life mechs and popped one in, and I bought cabinet switches also, thinking maybe we're losing something on the cabinet switches. Put them in with the Zach. Hi, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Zach was a big help this weekend. So he puts it together, and I'm on the other side of the room working on IJ because uh, the Path of Adventure. Remember that upper play field that you know doesn't work too well? We got that working finally with the new uh, Opto uh, cabinet switch. But uh, he puts it in, and all of a sudden, boom, pops a fuse. I'm like, what's going on, Zach? He goes, I don't know why. I'm blowing two fuses already. I said, well, I don't have my fuse box here, so let's try to figure this out. He finally figures out that he wired it wrong. Okay. Puts it back together. The main fuse blows. The F6 on the... Uh, like, what the hell's going on here? So he pulls the board out. He goes, yep, I think uh, the bridge rectifier took a dump. And it did. So he's like, I got an old board from you. I, get, I give him all my old boards. He's like, I got an old board from you. I cleaned up. I brought one. My, I got one of the newer boards. But I hate... That is the worst thing ever to do on an early valley. Is replacing the rectifier board on the transformer. It's just one of the, one of my pet peeves, one of my hates in this world. So he's like, ah, the trans, you know, the bridge rectifier is bad. I'll replace that when we're there. He's like, ah, the resistor's a little shorted too. Replace that powered up. Flippers are nice and strong now and probably will be there for a couple months before I get my play field. The one that'll make my machine better than yours, Ron. Okay. So flippers are weak. Wire something wrong, blow stuff up, replace stuff, and now it's good. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I get and the pattern. the IJ we fixed, too. We fixed the IJ with the other thing, too. So we're good. And then uh, Zach was there. He, we put up the Grand, the Grand Prix is Zach's. 
So we brought his Grand Prix over, and uh, one of the coils stuck on on one of the pop bumpers, and it was just a little too close. Adjustment, fix that, and just got to bring over Demo Man. Oh, that's right, and I worked on Demo Man. That's actually Ryan's uh, Zomix uh, game, and uh, he gave me that. And when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, he has prototype ROMs in there. So there's no secret. So finally, Ron got all, and uh, Zach got all the uh, EPROMs from Ryan and burned them all. And I put them in this past week. And you can actually run L, I think it's LX, LX4 ROMs for the CPU with the prototype sounds. But then when you go to certain modes, the sounds don't activate. It's just blank sound. That's kind of funny. I put the sound ROMs in, and everything's working the way it should. So I just got to clean that pig up. And it's going to the bar also. Demo Man. Excellent. <laughs> Love Demo Man. One, yes. of my, one of my favorites. What do you think of Demo Man, Carl? That's great. It's great. I do enjoy it. It's even better when you... Are you going to have the claw on or off, Bruce? Well, since it's for location, it'll be on. Yeah, but every, oh, then I'm just going to pick Lock Freeze every time. Not for a tournament. Then I'll change it. Okay. Evil. Remember, you still have a little bit of evil in Bruce. Or we could have used the special tournament ROMs on it. Yeah, I was going to say there's a modified ROM now, isn't there? Yes, yes, that's Ron has it. From our, our friend Soren, friend of the yep. show, he, he, that's what I got in mind. So you can you can try to do lock freeze all day and you'll get super pops. Or I'm sorry, yes. super super jets. I'm sorry, it's a Williams. I got to use the right terminology. So Ron, you ready for a little pain? I'm ready to win. It's time for face off. Face I off. I don't know if you heard last week, Carl, what we what we got for this week. I did. I remember I groaned, but yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> he was hoping for something new, or he'd be like, "EMs." I have no idea what these games are, and neither oh, do I. I'm gonna. Oh, it's bad. I got to bring up IPDB to even see what these games look like. Oh yeah. I know I got one winner. I know that for a fact, man. Yeah, I'm gonna. I probably get my. But since he has to go first, I'm. Yeah, I have to go first, so I don't know if I want to go right for it. So for those who may not have listened to the show before, this is where we pick a year randomly. Well, the year is picked by usually our, our guest from, what, 1974 to 1996. We try to get in eras where, like, number one, we've actually played the games and there's more than, like, one manufacturer. And then we'll have however many manufacturers were there at the time. We do three games. I will have one manufacturer. Bruce will have another for this year. And there is strategy, and who you know who picks first? Do I go right for my big game, I, you know, the one I I know I'm going to crush him with or not? Or like last week when I have nothing to work with and I have to sell these terrible Gottlieb games. <laughs> Although I don't hate them like Bruce does, but I'm sorry, Silver. I wish Slug- I had Gottlieb. <laughs> I wish I had Gottlieb this free yeah. time. Silver Slugger is not beating like Funhouse or whatever it was. I mean, it's just oh, it not. Is, definitely. It's not happening ever. So that was embarrassing. So for this week, we have 1975, I have Bally, and I have Williams, which you know, Bruce usually wants Williams, but I don't know if he wants it this week. I don't want it this week. So according to Bruce, because these are his whoever, rules. Whoever I, wins, whoever, I go first. Whoever, yes, whoever got the pick, the showcase showdown, the showcase gets showdown. to go first. So I'm going to pick bow and arrow. <sighs> And again, Carl's going to decide <laughs> whose game is better. So, Bow and Arrow, just a fantastic EM. 
It featured prominently in this year's Pintastic Tournament. Go to Tim Ball's stream and watch the exciting finals between um, Phil Birnbaum and Eric Stone when they played this game. See the excitement that is Bow and Arrow as it has two awesome spinners that you can rip. It's one of those EM games. You build a bonus and collect the bonus. So you build your bonus, hit those spinners, and then you collect it with the saucer in the upper, upper left. And a nice little orbit shot. It also has the wonderful uh, saucer at the top, a bally staple. Just plunge into that saucer for various awards. It's an excellent game. Good artwork. I mean, it's just not much to say about something this good, really. Uh, great side art. And it also has, I believe it has a gate. Yes, it has the, the gate, the collect gate on the right side, which you can open up and then hit through back into the shooter lane. Who doesn't love that shot? Everyone loves that shot. Four pop bumpers. I give you the awesomeness. That is bow and arrow. Now here comes your challenger. And I know you've played this game, Ron. It is a staple in one of the Orange County members' pinball collection. All right. Triple Strike. Bowling theme made by Steve Kordick. Can't go against that. Steve Kordick is and was the man. He made Pocorino. That was his last one. He was he was seen all by then. Because <laughs> that game is terrible. A, that's one of the worst wide bodies ever. You have the typical, at this era, Williams rules, where you have to hit A and B to get your your whole bonus, and also your triple bonus, which is cool. In the middle of this play field, you get 10 rollovers, which represent the 10 pins in an easy bowling game. When you roll over those 10 pins one time, you get one strike. When you do it again, you get two strikes in the middle. And when you get it for the third time, you get three strikes. Also, you get the rollovers on the left-hand side, one beautiful pop bumper, and a kick-out hole up top like uh, Harlem Globetrotters. I'll kick your ball out towards the pop bumper and hopefully get one of the either the A or the B. Beautiful artwork. You get the beautiful 70s guys with their ties on bowling. Sweet. I give you triple strike. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so so looking at these, um, I definitely like that triple strike has a, uh, a orbit, full orbit shot versus the scoop shot on bow and arrow. Uh, I like getting it back up at the top, just in general on, on EMs. But those rollover buttons, I, I'm not too sure about. Just compared to the two spinners on bow and arrow. I, I, mean, agree. Those, I even agree to that one. Yeah, those spinners are just too much fun to hit, right? I agree. Spinners rock. And uh, let's see. And and triple strike. They, the, those outlanes just look massive. They are. I, I have to admit, I haven't played triple strike before, but it just looks it, the ball goes there and it, it's going out, right? Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you, but Ron's played the goodness of it and he knows it. Bruce, you're supposed mm-hmm. to continue to sell your game. No, I can't sell this thing. <laughs> you, uh, no, see. That's, I, cannot, I cannot sell Williams on this year. That shows a total lack of effort. I sold my games to the end, to the point of um, patheticness, uh, really. Did you win? <laughs> No, but I stay true to okay, my games. I'm Sound like a forfeit almost. Yeah, I mean, he's like giving up. Come on, don't do that. 
Williams didn't make one spinner game in his whole freaking year. This is like you walking up to, for your third ball, and you're just like, I'm too far behind. I'm done. It's got 13 buttons and four drop targets. I know it does. It has great rollovers, but no spinners. None of these games. What the fuck were you thinking, so, so, Williams? So, so who wins, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> who wins this game? Before I destroy him with the next one. Bow and arrow, of course. Of course. Bow and arrow. Okay, Bruce. What do you got for us, Mr. Mr. Quitter? I'm not quitting. I want a game with spinners, and there's nothing fucking here. God, it sucks. You got it. Okay, Bruce. I'm sorry. You're getting no sympathy for the games I had. I had street-level games last week that I had to pick against freaking Funhouse and Whirlwind. Come on! Yeah, I'm gonna go for. A, I'm gonna go for. A... I'm gonna gonna cut you off because I think if you picked Little Chief, I, I would have had a hard decision there. Nah, uh, oh, there you go. I don't like Little Chief at all. I, After I'm Papa gonna... had to play it so much, you know, last year in, in the A division. Bruce, yeah. it matters what the judge likes. So, oh, just saying, I'm going with something of a staple of Papa also right now. Pat Hand. Pat Hand, sixty five hundred. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sell it to me. Two pop bumpers on the bottom. Not just one, but two pop bumpers on the bottom of the play field. You don't see that much, actually, in, in games. Yeah, probably because it was a bad idea. No. This move, moves it around a little bit. Rollovers in the middle again. You have five targets lined up top. Five rollover buttons on the left-hand side. And four targets on the right-hand side. I actually don't mind this game. It was either between Pat Hand or another game, but I like Pat Hand a little nicer. I just want to see one more thing on the upper play field. And there's five rollovers up top. So you have 15 rollovers. <laughs> Nine <laughs> targets. <laughs> wow, there is literally five. Jesus. <laughs> I think this is the king of rollovers. Maybe it's because you know we, we're not putting drop targets in this, so we have a little more budget. In the bill of materials. So, how many rollovers can we put in this game? God, I do like the dual pop bumpers. That is pretty darn cool, though. And what's with the bizarre pop bumper caps that they use? Then, God, those are but yeah, they're weird. I think somebody got a. I think somebody got a contract saying, "Hey, let's get the weirdest pop bumper caps you can do." I think someone was high. It was 1975. It was. Damn hippies. That is Pat Hand. Okay. So for my next game, I'm just going to go right for it here. We do three of these, folks, so if I get two in a row, and the third one's just for pride. So I'm going for Wizard, classic, classic Bally, just high, uh, over 10,000 units produced of this, this awesome game. And it's, it's not just the theme. It actually is a good playing game. Go for the cards. Flip the cards, man, and flip them back over. Got just one flipper, one flipper game. <clears throat> Sorry. Killer Dave Christensen artwork once again after being interrupted. That's why I interrupted you the last one because you always interrupt me. Three pop bumpers. You got the saucer at the top. We have rollovers, but we also have a nice left orbit shot that feeds the top, which I know Carl likes because he just said he likes that. So there it is right there. And then you have, of course, the spinner. Did I mention there's a spinner in that lane that leads up to the top? Did I mention that spinner is awesome? Just kill that spinner. Did I mention you can increase that total? Instead of 10, you can make it 100 a spin. 
And then you have the cool cards, a nice little custom feature. Well, actually, they used it on flip-flop, too. But still, they're cool cards that you can flip back and then flip them back over. Just in a great playing game, fun, great theme, great artwork. Bally, at its classic best, over 10,000 units sold. I give you Bally Wizard. I yield the floor. All right. So what I like about Wizard from, from all this is is there's multiple ways you can play it if you want to play it safe or dangerous. You know, if you if you really want to risk it, you can go for those, that 5,000 target that's on the right-hand side. And shooting those flags, you know, to, to light the flags on the left-hand side, that's that's dangerous as well. So, um, But you you got to do it to get your um, various features. Um, so, you know, there's more risk-reward here. Going over to um, Pat Hand. Um, um, <laughs> should I play the crickets from uh, Frontier right now? Yes, you should. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. There's a double bonus somewhere. There is a double bonus somewhere. There is a double bonus. <laughs> it's probably just lit on the fifth ball. You can hit, uh, can you maybe hit uh, 10 buttons and on one flip with the upper orbit? I, I do like the upper orbit shot, if you can keep that going. I mean, I know it hits the uh, the bumper, unfortunately, and then has to dribble back down left, and you can hit it back up on the right. It's, it's. It's it's pat hand. It's 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 when I get this in Pembroke. Oh gosh, I have to play pat hand. Yeah. I know. It's a staple. It's a staple. Unfortunately, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Unfortunate staple. So of course, wizard wins. Of course. Yes. Yes. All right. So I win. But we'll have the pri- we'll have the pride game. We'll see if he can pull one out here. Mm-hmm. So it's it's my pick again. Or is yes, it, your it pick? is. I'm look, pick. You know, I'm looking at Little Chief. It looks pretty good, Bruce. You really you should consider picking that. I'm just saying. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. And I can also see, like, Williams had something against spinners and drop targets in this era, at least this year. God, this, and they, this they year. were in love with rollovers. I guess 1975 God. was the year of the rollover for them. It is. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's like, man, they did not like drop targets or spinners for some reason. Well. Ah. Okay, I'm looking here. I'm trying to find ones I've actually played that I know anything about. Oh, Air Aces sounds familiar. Is that the one where the dude's like smoking a cigarette in the back glass? Let's see. Uh, yeah, there he is. Yep. Let's look at the play field. Oh, God, one of these. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know how I feel. It's got the... Mm. Uh, you see, folks, he didn't even—he was just going for the two wins. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally admit I went for the two that I, I thought would be killer, and and it worked. So now I'm kind of stuck with. Uh, I really don't want to pick this, but it's—I mean, you, you can't go against the numbers, right? What they sold. Let's look at knockout. Let's see if knockout is any good. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Oh, God, oh it's this turd. I played this before. <laughs> I, I recognize the back glass. Where did I yes. play this? I played this at some tournament. Uh, but it's got spinners, though. Of course it does. But it's got, like, two pop bumpers and multiple lanes and, like, a weird little setup. Yeah, I remember probably not liking this. So, all right. I'm going to go with Air Aces. As I was saying, killer play field in Air Aces. Great, great. Dave Christensen artwork. At least it looks like Dave Christensen. So it, it probably is. is. It is. You want drop targets? Did I hear drop targets? Well, we have nine of them. Nine of them right in front of your face. Easy to hit. 
and probably easy to drain. But also easy to hit. We have two upper flippers that make it easier for you. You can hit them back up top for a couple saucers and, and a couple pop bumpers to help you get it in the saucer, I'm sure. And, and you can get to the back up top from the lower flippers also. At least it looks like you can, looking at this, this shot. A cool yellow artwork thing going, yellow and red. So you probably want to keep this away from the sunlight, this game, because it'll probably fade. Great plastics at the top of the play field, just plain yellow. They just, you know, keeping with the theme. No need for any artwork on the plastics. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I never understood that. They have artwork on all the plastics, but then you go to the, so. the, the top, the apron, or not the apron, the arch, and they'll just have, like, the plain yellow. To the point where you think it's a prototype, or, oh, that must have broken the plastics. Like, oh, no, that's factory. Like, it's why? Factory. Why did they do that? But it keeps with the yellow theme, and it looks great. I yield the floor. Okay. I'm going with Little Chief, a Steve Quarter classic. You get two pop bumpers. You get a gate, an open, lockable gate, so you can get it back into your plunger again to plunge again. We don't need no saucer up top. We need a saucer in the middle of the play field. Rollovers on the left-hand side. We just love our rollovers. And you get double bonus. I don't even know how you get double bonus. I think it might be a Oh, A and B. Maybe the A and B together will get you your double bonus. Strong Williams flippers. Great artwork. I yield the floor. And may I add, if you look at Little Chief... That looks like it's a, a hybrid Aztec. Well, no. Yeah. Also, when you look at the inserts with the like the thick like paint or whatever, the the thick circles they used, it looks like it could be a Sonic game. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you looked at it for yeah. a second, it looks vaguely like this could be some kind of Sonic game. Now, if you look at Aztec, if you just put a spinner where Aztec has a spinner, this this little chief would be rocking. I'll, I'll give you that. Spinners are always good. Yeah, but not not in Williams in 1975. We don't have the money for that. We need rollovers. Yeah, must have got a big contract from them. <laughs> Rollover company. <laughs> How many? What, five on this? <laughs> yeah, five. That's all. <laughs> Budget cut. I hate Little Chief. I know. So do I. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, you know that was in the A Bank and Papa last year, which uh, you know, so I I got a little, too much time on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shoot it back up at the top, you know. Hit the lane to hope it uh, survives coming back down and do it all over again, yep. over and over again. Whereas Air Ace is uh, was a favorite from Indus 2014, one of our uh, our classics games that year. You know, a lot like Jack in the Box, uh, except to just push down more. I guess you could say. But drop targets. You, you can't go wrong with the you know can't a bank of drop targets. targets. I yeah. agree. You know, you just can't can't beat it. But Little Chief isn't horrible. I still hate it. No. no. <laughs> Aries is, Aries is sweep, sweep again. So three sweep. three weeks in a row, people have sweeped. Oh my god, I got I give the gotta give the art to Little Chief. Aries is lacks in that uh, department, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So now, Carl, you get to pick the next year. All right. 1974 through 1996, six. we say. Six. Six. Okay, six. All right. A randomizer says 1988. Ooh, I like that. Let's see what 1988 has to offer for our manufacturers. 
We have now. Are we splitting like we talked about Williams and Valley? Nah, just keep them. It's the same company. So Premier. Ooh, yeah, this is interesting. Williams. Actually, Valley Midway is separate. The last one is Valley 100, which is Blackwater. Blackwater 100, 100 which... was in '88. Yes, it is. All right. So is there aren't enough uh, Valley games. There's not enough. only two. Right. You've got Midway and Valley Midway. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Actually, Midway actually had three because Ramp Warrior also. Yeah, Ramp Warrior. So it's Data East and Truck Stop too. So you actually have four. Well, Truck Stop's where they um, converted over. So we we can include that as a Williams. Okay. So Williams, Data East, or Premier. Yeah, Gottlieb. Yep. So. Put those three in, Carl, for us. All right. Here we go. Randomize and uh, premiere. I will pass. Cool. I get Gottlieb again. And what do I get? Please, please be Data East. Data East. Yes. Finally, we get off the Williams. That's a little interesting. All right. So I like premiere this year, though. I like Data East. Torpedo Alley. Secret Service, Time Machine. Oh, man, that, those are good. I know. The premiere, you got TX Sector, RoboWar, Diamond Lady. This is going to be interesting. This 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 will probably greatly depend on the judge. Well, I'm, I'm thinking. Because some people really don't like the Daddy's games. No. Like what? You, you didn't like Torpedo Alley when they had that. At, I don't um, like Torpedo Alley because it's all one. Honestly... You hit the spinner when it's lit, and you're gonna you're gonna crank. But Keith Owen likes it. The one likes it, so it's got to be good. The one does like it, and I just kind of slap him in the side of the head sometimes for that one. Yeah, but you like Algar. Love Algar. What do you think of Algar? Yeah, what do you think of Algar? I hate Algar. Yes. What? Nothing to shoot. There's this. It's just a uh, back up top. You like it because it goes up back. Yeah, up top. back up top. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and but the, it's not in a nice orbit. It's you know it's flat up there, and it, it, you've got the scoop in the middle, and uh, it's just. Yeah, it's like the reaction everyone has is it's just like uh, 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 uh. No, no. and then and then the Papa one gets uh, extra points deducted, which is the only one I've played because it's got the sharp corners on the edges on the lock bar, so it tears you up. Isn't isn't it great artwork? Oh, fantastic! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love his sarcasm just I wanna, dripping. I want a blow up you know version of that on my wall here. <laughs> Actually, I think the sharp edges that's that's factory. That's the same. Stellar Wars has the same thing. Yep. That, that was uh, Williams' super wide-body lockdown bar. Good job, Williams. Good job. Stellar Wars, a vastly superior game to Algar, by the way. Although, you know, if it was between Pocorino and Algar, that would be tough. Because Pocorino is, is really bad. This is a terrible game. It's a game. terrible game. So I, I, that'd be a good one. Okay. So that was face-off. It's time to empty the mail ball bag. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes, we'll still say, oh, my. Oh, I'm going to say it forever and ever, because guess what? He's only been accused of one person. He's only had one person until a second person comes forward. Yeah. Charlie Rose just got accused (laughs) today for eight people. Yeah. So he's probably screwed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, first mail is from Scott with his, his, his comments on the previous podcast on number 69. He says, uh, Ron's operator hack with the lamp sockets is a really bad idea. See? Nah. Thank you. Instead, try using actual flux. Comes in a pen. Yes, I tried that. I tried flux and sanding it down, and it still doesn't stick. 
You don't need to sand anything on new sockets. According to him, you should also use, well, here's the thing I don't have, a huge soldering gun like 150 watts or so. No, I don't want to. Okay, I don't have anything like that, so maybe that's the deal. I need it so obscenely hot. Uh, he also has some suggestions on the uh, uh, belly drains that uh, Steph was talking about. That wrong posts might be on the sea witch, sea witch's plastic where it is getting stuck. Also, someone made an S-shaped deflector for the top of it. Hmm. His favorite line of the podcast was from me, where I said, "Don't interrupt me, asshole." Yeah, <laughs> Gee, I wonder thanks. what I was talking about. And he gets you should you... never insult Stephanie like that. So you should you should apologize to Stephanie for that one. What? You were interrupting me probably during face off, and I told you to shut up. Would I do a thing like that? Yeah, you would. And then Futz, who you can never get his name right. Yep. I didn't get it right either. This would be the uh, programmer for games such as uh, Dracula. Head to head, couldn't say his name yeah. either, so don't worry. Footsen Reuter. Footsen Reuter. So it's Footsen Reuter. So I put my foots in your Reuter? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, God. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Ron's voice was cracking a lot trying to defend Premier. He noticed that. It was that. funny. You should allow one strikeout for the people that have less games. I, well, I tried to do something like that, but Bruce, you know, he makes up rules as he goes along. I gave you, I took away half my games I picked. Yeah. So, but we, we have a very, it's it's even with games this time. This this ought to be a good one. This would be a really good one. 1988. Daddy East versus Premier. So that's that. Litter. Only two more. Next litter. Let's see. Eric, who is the guy who actually did the Dirty Harry color DMD. And he was watching my stream. What do you think of Dirty Harry, Carl? That's uh, great. Another great game. Okay. I love, I, love, I love it. So he says, hey, Ron and Bruce, I watched a bit of the Dirty Harry stream with the color DMD and noticed that it's screwing up the status report if you get it during multiball. So thanks for finding that. Because <laughs> I was never looking at the screen. I'll get that fixed. And if I can recreate, yeah, I had a thing where I tilted it and the color, like, disappeared. From it just became one uniform color. Like I lost Ooh. the color of the color DMD. And at first I thought like, oh, did I knock something loose? I just re- you know rebooted the game and it was fine, and it never did it again. So, mm. so I don't know what that was. So yeah, the key would be what you were doing when you tilted it. So I was unable to duplicate that. P.S. Why is it that you guys associate films with the podcast, but then name them based on the content of the discussion? In other words, name them something completely different. I haven't been around since the start, so if it was explained early on, I may have missed it. Oh, there is no explanation. It's just lunacy and stupidity. And we're good at that. Yeah. We just wanted, like, I don't know, some kind of series to continue. But then I started, you know, I named the podcast, like, whatever happens during the podcast. Whatever comes up that... I think is like, oh, that would make a good title. You know, like when, when, you, when you look at the, butt, the bunghole crane. I mean, as Classic. soon as you see that, you know you have to name it the bunghole crane. Or last week, it was the beef thing. Never beef. Never mm-hmm. beef productions. Beef on wick. Beef. That's, how can I, like, not use that? And I would just, let's like Jeff Parsons from the, uh, the Pinball Players podcast. He didn't get it either. He was confused by the never beef thing. Yeah, I've never heard it. Exactly. So we have yet another person. So guys, I know you think it's a cool name. And and and, and Tim got on our case like it's not called the Never Beef Tournament. 
you know, it's called the New York City Pinball Championship. Yes, but the email comes from Neverbeef. It's like, what the hell is this Neverbeef thing in my email mailbox? All right, I'm, I'm getting on that too much. Yes, you are. No, no more beefing. See, Tim, I'm the good one. You were making fun of him. Well, we'll How speak. bad is that when, I'm, when you're the one that's ragging? Oh. Then we have an email, and this is a short one, an unusually short one, from the Pinball Princess, who was our guest last week, Steph. The subject line is, Uga, Uga, yeah, Uga Chaka, please kill me, Ron. Yes, I agree. It says, hi, guys. It's been so long since I wrote into the show, though it feels like the last time we spoke was only last week. Speaking of which, I feel particularly honored that you let me appear both on the episode airing on April 20th, 420, and on episode 69. No, co- no comments on that? What's the difference? I don't understand it. 420. She's on 420 and 69. God. Okay, you got it. I may not be as, I got it now. I may like, not yeah. be as frequent a guest as Raymond or Timmy, but I can at least say I have that distinction. Oh my. oh, my. After my amazing fail in thinking of a good theme for women, although I suppose Lady Gaga isn't the absolute worst idea, I spent the entire week pondering what a good theme for woman was, for like a pinball machine. So this, while it started as me lying down in bed and going, oh, my God, Wonder Woman. How did I not think of Wonder Woman? Which apparently was almost a thing. Evolved upon listening to the podcast. Yes, I really did. She listened to herself on the podcast. That's, that's a big deal. It is. She hadn't even listened to her previous appearance. Into considering the subject of good themes for women in general. What exactly is a good theme for women? Does this necessarily mean a theme featuring women, such as a prominent songstress or a female-centric franchise, like Wonder Woman? Does it refer to a theme wherein the script is flipped from the usual so-it's-boy-howdy-big-ripe-bananas or some similarly male-objectifying theme? Oh my, I'm up for that, George is saying. What, why would he be up for male objectifying theme? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Big ripe banana. Oh, very good, Bruce. Or does a good theme for women simply entail representing women without them being relegated to eye candy? Good example, super score. Bad example, less too long to make. You know, big juicy melons. Any ballet game from the 70s, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It could refer to any or all of these categories. Thus, while I absolutely failed at providing good examples of existent or potential themes for women, I would argue that my mind was torn between these interpretations. Okay, to be honest, I just panicked, as usual, but I will stand by my argument that good themes for women is a subject that needs further elucidation and should be discussed more. I'm hoping that others have filled the mail ball bag with better theme suggestions than I have thus far. My brain suggests Gem and the Holograms or the Spice Girls one more time. How does my brain even work? I apparently suck at thinking of good themes in general, never mind on a specific subject. I cut my letter there. 400 words. I try to be brief, okay? I tried. Distracted by the Guardians of the Galaxy stream player 31915. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Stephanie. Once again, please write in. We need good themes. Yes. What do you think, Carl? What would be a good theme for a woman's pad hand? Themed. Oh, God. Pad hand. Pad hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Any ideas? I'm thinking. I'm thinking here. I thought the Lady Gaga one was a good idea, but what do I know? Powerpuff Girls? Um, Miley geez. Cyrus. My Little Pony? Well, that's more of a kid's thing, I guess. Yeah. Some kind of anime thing. 
No, no, no. You can't go anime. You'll get to. Oh, yeah. You're you're right yeah. there. You're right there. Never mind. Sorry. Hmm. See, this is hard. And by the amount of email we'll probably get on this, we know how many female listeners we have, which is probably not many. Crickets. Crickets. So again, we're looking for good themes. And we're not getting any. But we're not going to stop trying. Yes, we will not. So I think we're heading to the end here. I think it's time to finish up. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, no. Oh, uh, Maybe not. Maybe. Well, we never asked Carl, and I'm going to throw him right in the spot right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Game you like, game you hate. Oh, gosh. We don't do that anymore. Right. We Forgot are doing this. it because there's a new guest. Well, we replaced that with Face Off. Nope. Carl gets to have the little okay. pressure on him now. Okay. All right. What do you What do you want first? Hate or with like? Always hate for this place. Always hate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll do. A, I'll do Star Wars. Oh yes. Wait, which one? Which the, one? The stern. The stern. Yes. Star Wars. Yes. I cannot stand how it plays, how it shoots, how it, especially the premium and the LE. Oh, oh yes. I mean the pros a step above that. The the premium and LE are just oh gosh the I, I the shots just don't feel good to me. The rules are okay to me. I, I'm not a fan of the multiplier. I'm not a fan of the uh, the modes. It just it it doesn't draw me in like it like it should. I love you, man. <laughs> love you, man. You're you're rocking it. Yeah, it was an easy easy target. Yeah, it was. And game you like or love? Game I like or love. Let's see. Forgot. Does this need to be not in my collection? Yeah, it can't or be in your the... collection. Can't be in your collection. Right, right, exactly, exactly. No, no, no. Actually, hit for the. Well, yeah, no, we did. No, actually... no, I'm making the rule now. It can't be. I'll go with safe cracker. Nice. Ah, I haven't heard that one come up before. That's a good game. I Such an oddball game. Yeah, it's a, I, I wish I wish uh, Soren would do something with the ROMs for that for tournament play because I think that would be a lot of fun in tournament play. What would you uh, like to do to it? Yeah, so he, he listens. Listen. He listens. So. Needs to be, uh, from what I understand, the game just when it doesn't want you to win the board game, you will not win it. You just don't have a chance at it. Yes. Um, I know there's a way that, that you can um, have the, the spinner always go um, in order. So you can skillfully pick the right, uh, you know, one through two, four or five for the board game. But that still doesn't matter if it just, you know, if the percentaging is so, uh, if too many tokens I, are given out. Yeah, exactly. It just won't let you, you know, it, it'll, it'll cheat itself. It does. Yeah. Like you'll get ones and the guy's getting fives catching around the board so fast. Not even funny. Right. That's right, Bruce. You had one. I did. I love my game. That was actually a fun game. I was like the assault on the vault. Oh, assault on the vault. 45 seconds of fun. Yep. And the one time I got a token, it actually came out. Just the way it rolled down the glass to me. Like, I was, oh, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. Token multiball, right? That's the yep. best thing. The, the vault, when you spell vault. and yep. all, uh, Fantastic. And you want to catch it, so you distract it. All right. I, I like that. That's a, a, See? Very good. Safe cracker. So, um, do you like dialed in? I do like dialed in. Not, not as much as most people. I, it's oh. a fun game. It's not spectacular. Oh, <laughs> oh my! It's not spectacular. Okay, why is it not spectacular? Uh, it's it's very almost linear. I know it's you can linear. pick all the different modes, but but it, it really is. It's it's got that structure. It's it's you shoot you shoot the guy, you shoot the scoop. You've got your mode to play. I mean, and I don't know how to get away from that either with it with a mode based game. But 
and I hate the SIM card shot. I, I despise the SIM card shot, especially since they all come with protectors now. It just, I, no matter what I do, I can't shoot directly into it. Most of the time, it's a dribble from somewhere above. It goes in the SIM card. It flows nicely. It's just, it, it's, and the callouts are lacking a little for me. It's, it doesn't have the excitement it should. I feel like, you know, when, when the blasters are coming down, I, it, it's, you know, I hear the count of three, two, one, it just doesn't, it doesn't do it. doesn't do it for you? So you want more like, you know, three, two, one. Yeah, you should be doing the call-out. Jackpot one. <laughs> oh, God. Get some John Reese Davies in there, yeah. Yep. There you go. That's what we need. Shoot the jack- jackpot. Or, or the guy from World Cup Soccer, the NBA Jam guy. <laughs> of course, it's my opinion he should be in every game. I know. But that's. that's oh, I know. Yep. What? Stern just needs to hire you for the voiceovers. Oh, not me for the voiceovers. I'd just be ripping off other people doing voiceovers. But I'd be cheaper than they would be. Yeah. What a fantastic shot! We have the Bruce official half yawn. Half yawn. <laughs> so I think it's time to pay some bills. We can pay some bills. www.pinballlifter.com we do sell lifters, tilters, helpers, wheel kits, and a little bit of mods to make your pinball machines move around. Use your brain, not your back, when moving your pinball machine. Two things coming up for the Silverball Saloon. You can check us out at www.silverballsaloon.com or check us out on our Facebook page, Silverball Saloon. We are opening next Wednesday. Can you repeat that? We are opening next Wednesday. The exact date is, is what? It is the 28th. No, wait, 29th. 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 Wow. No, well, the 28th is our soft opening. We're having uh, a couple friends come over, and, you know, I've inv- I did invite Ron, but Ron cannot make it being so far away. But I did invite Ron, and I invited, like, 15 or 20 people. They're going to come over. We're going to have our chef just cook all the food. People are going to pay for drinks and pay for pinball, but they're going to get free food out of our friends, and they're going to try out the bar for the first time, and then the next day, we're open. So the soft opening, then the hard opening. The hard opening. We're going to like do it like not like big advertising. or like that's, you know, hopefully word of mouth will get people in, but I hope all the locals will come in that I know, and I've supported their businesses for and people. What time is the opening? Uh, we open at 3 o'clock. 3 p.m. You heard it. 3 p.m. Wednesday, Wednesday. the 29th. The Silver Ball Saloon goes live. I think uh, our ribbon cutting will be later, like the week after. So we get the I get to be on I get to be on the front the like the newspaper for East Rochester. My ugly mug. Oh my. Is that yeah, going to help it? your business or, or hurt it, though? Yeah. Uh, well, I rather, I'll stand behind my wife and all this look like the little, you know. So congratulations, Bruce. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting nervous now. And I'm not nervous about the business part of it. You're nervous about all the games breaking. You got it. Yeah. But usually my games hold up pretty well. But it's going to be constant beating. You want constant beating. I do want constant Technically, beating. Technically, you want them to break a lot because that means people are playing them. So you're gonna yeah. be you're gonna be torn. You're gonna be conflicted. And I had I luckily I put down Ron's uh, Galaga hasn't screwed up once. And the ball bowler's in. 
And the pool table's in, and Todd just finished up the jukebox today. It sounds incredible. Hey, we got a brand new AMI internet jukebox. I've posted a little video on the Slam, uh, the Slam, not the Slam Tail podcast page. I only did it on, I'll put it on Slam Tail also, but I put it on uh, the Silverball Saloon. So if you have not liked us, please like us on the Silverball Saloon, or you can go to my personal page. The video is up. A little sneak peek at the arcade. It's a vertical video. It's a vertical video, which Ron hates and I like. Oh. 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 oh <laughs> Will you tell him that vertical videos are wrong? Do I need to link to that video? Oh, I already got the link. There, yeah, yeah, I'm what, sure you got it. Jeff, well, Jeff well, did you see Jeff already... Parsons? He put the video I was thinking of. I yes, always right, think uh, of where the, the animals PSA. tell you how bad vertical videos yeah. are. Yeah, that one, yeah. Yep. Yes, PSA, right to it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks, Jeff, from uh, <laughs> the Pinball Players Pinball Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Wise ass. Uh, other than that, yep, just come on down. 17 games we'll have in our location so far. You get to play some LEs, and you'll get to play some... Uh, a lot of premiums. Star Trek Ellie, you'll get to play a Monopoly Platinum. Platinum Edition, of which there are how many, Bruce? 40. 40. You'll get to play some uh, Paragon, some Harlem, some Stars, and some Stargazer. I think it's one of the few places you can actually Stargazer on location. Coin drop. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. So come on out. Now, the second thing I want to tell people about is we're going to have our first tournament on December 30th. Oh, really? Oh, really? It's going to be a four-hour match play event at the bar. We're actually going to open early to bar, so I have to con one of the uh, bartenders to come in early, or uh, Kathy will have to bartend. The time will be probably uh, open the door at 12, 1 o'clock will start, four hours of match play till 5, and then finals after that. So owner's not allowed, right? Uh, the owner is allowed. Oh, what? oh, another Bruce rule again? No. Come on. I got to get points somehow in this thing. Oh. I got to try to make the New York State Finals and the New York State Upstate Finals. Are those points updated? Uh, you'd have to ask Mr. Tim Balls. Oh, he's doing it. I gave him responsibility to the Upstate Championship about two months ago because I knew with the bar coming up, I wasn't going to be able to do it all the time now. Especially now, I'm doing 24-hour weekends. See, you mentioned that. It looks like the, the state championships for New York changed. Moved. Yeah, they ch- something changed with it. Yeah, we, we always have the controversy here in New York because the whole New York City thing. How, how do you guys in California handle it? Because you got a pretty big state. Oh yeah. How, it's, how uh, do you? It's... Did you move it around? Like, how does it work? We alternate years. So one year in Northern California, next year Southern, and we go back and forth. What a smart idea. Wow, what a smart... That seems like very simple. So we've got it this year. It's nice. No more well, flights. Because past- I have to fly up there, you know, or it's a six or seven hour drive. Yeah. We have a seven hour... It's an eight hour drive between Buffalo yeah. and New York City. And for the past four years, Ron, it's been in New York City every year. It's been in New York City every year that it's existed. So however many there has yeah. been, yeah. So and we does- said we wanted in Buffalo or North, and they chose Buffalo, and then people in New York City are crying. Yeah, and it doesn't matter for us because, uh, well, you know, we don't care. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but, uh, you know, even from Southern California, we'll only have three players maybe qualify, mm-hmm. and everyone else from Northern California will have to come down here. Last year, I was the only one that was going to be going to Northern California, and I had to cancel out, so it was all Northern California people. 
all the other SoCal people went to Vegas or Bob travels who knows where. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I, it has to move around the state. Well, the thing is, in our case, the first two years, I, I, I call it the, the pre-Super League years. Yes. Where you had a situation where it was more even. like So you, you had upstate people like actually in the top whatever. Actually, there was a ton of us the second year. It was seven the first year and then nine the second year. Yeah, like nine. <laughs> so you have like people in Buffalo that are traveling all the way down to New York City to basically play in a tournament where it's like four out of seven and if they like they could get swept and okay, you're done. All right. Yeah. Thanks for thanks right. for driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. But it, you know, and it actually wasn't it wasn't as much a deal the next two years because you had the Super League. Yeah. So there's no way any upstate people could even get in anyway. So it really made no sense to have it anywhere other than New York City because you weren't gonna be able to get in. Now the death of the Super League, you have a situation where you have upstaters or, I mean, how many of a, of us are there this year? I haven't looked at the list. At least three. I guess the argument would be, why are we going all the way out to Buffalo for three people? But guess what? Next year it could change again. It has to move around the state for pinball to grow. Sorry, it does. Yep. So, But it moved like it was going to be at Pocketeer. Yes. Now it's going to be, because I just got the email today, so it's moved to... Game On. Game On. I don't know where that is, but... It's about 10 minutes. It's closer to Niagara Falls, actually. Nice place. Uh, I will say, Jamie, who... uh, We had a tournament there a couple weeks ago for uh, the Game On uh, Fall Brawl, and the games play incredible there. Jamie's done a great job keeping them running, so I am happy with that. The games played great, and that was one of the reasons why they decided to move it. They want to have games that play great. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to be PC on this one. And watch me smile with my thumb, my thumbs up. Yep. If <laughs> I saying that you're being PC, you're not being PC. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you're finally catching oh. on. <laughs> okay. So uh, what else do we have? Oh, let's say hi to our favorite podcasts. Our favorite podcast. Uh, oh, oh, don't forget Flipper Fidelity and Pinball Star. Flip of Fidelity with Mike Pupo. You can buy your uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I have to call him tomorrow, actually, for Mr. Zack. He's getting a Guardians of the Galaxy? Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. That would have gave me a heart attack. Guess who he wants me to find a price for? You're not going to see Star Wars, are you? You got it. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Zack, dude, seriously. Come on. I don't understand that I'm boy. Speechless. But yes. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say, man. Wow. He loves the game. He loves it. He's going to put it right next to his Jokers and his uh, <laughs> Jokers. What? <laughs> so he wants to get a quote for that, and i got to get a quote for somebody else on the Guardians, Ellie. But Flipper Fidelity will be just the guy to give that quote. He will. And then uh, if you're not looking for Stern and you're looking for one of the other manufacturers, Joe at Pinball Star. Check him out for your Houdini. Your TNA, eventually uh, you're going to have your, what's it, your... uh, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, yes. You can also get your uh, dialed in. You can put a deposit for your Pirates of the Caribbean. So a lot of selections for Joe Newhart also. And we have all our fellow podcasts, which let's see how many of I can name here. We got, uh, they were actually recording today. Brody, we even talked pinball, Buffalo guys. This flipping podcast, the Pinball Players Podcast, Pinball Profile, 
Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, the other Jeff. There's too many hi Jeffs. Hi, both Jeffs. There's so many. Hi to both Jeffs. Head-to-head pinball. Head-to-head Rocky pinball, C. Ryan C. Hey, Martin. They called me out because uh, they were scared that I, I offered a place for Ryan to stay when he comes up here. Mm-hmm. And then he said I he, he's afraid I'm going to go George Takai on him. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's what he said on the podcast. Oh, my God. Was this the last one they did? Yes. Well, you, you could tell him you could stay with me. I will not go George Takei on him. I promise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> and go to This Week in Pinball to look at all your news, because that's what all the podcasts basically do. They uh, do. That's they do. Um, I had something else I wanted to say. Um, it was evolving. You mentioned the head-to-head guys. It was something. Oh, I want to make a correction from them. I'm calling mm-hmm. them out. This is something that keeps getting screwed up over and over. I've heard this on, on other podcasts, too. No one ever gets this right. Roller games. How do you feel about roller games, Carl? That's all right. Oh, wrong answer. Wrong answer. The great game roller games. One of the greatest games ever. Every time that's mentioned on a podcast, it's like, oh, then the show got canceled before it came out. The show was actually beating American Gladiators in the ratings, which was the point. The production company that made the show went bankrupt, not because of the show. They just went bankrupt, and that's why the show stopped. Get your damn facts straight. That is all. Ron has all seven episodes. I have all seven episodes on TVT. I don't know. I think I saw, like, one episode. I just remember a wall, and I remember they had a band play at, like, halftime. Go for the wall! Go for the wall! I think we named all the podcasts. We are the Slam Till Podcast. We can be found on Facebook. Just search for Slam Till Podcast. We are on YouTube. All 20 or 30 view hits that our podcasts get yes. per episode. We'll, we'll keep yes, putting them yes. out there to make our 20 or 30 people happy. Again, just you can search for Slam Till Podcast on YouTube. You'll find us. You'll find um, handy tech tips also. I'll keep putting them up there. Correspondence can be sent to slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. So please send your suggestions for a good woman's theme for a pinball to slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Again, this has been episode 70, Rocky 4. To thank Carl D'Angelo again for appearing on the episode. Thank you, you guys. You're always welcome. And would you like to plug anything? Oh, he has things to plug. There's Indisc. Yeah, Indus coming up. Yeah, of course, January 12th through the 14th. Uh, NeverDrains.com is the website, or Indus.com to buy tickets. At the, it'll be at the Museum of Pinball, and it's going to be huge, huge. TV's on every game, so you can watch uh, everyone play. What else to say? There's Critical Hit cards, uh, if you want to buy yes. those. That's NeverDrains.com slash Critical Hit. That's the only way you can find that, too. I don't have a link, because I've been lazy and haven't updated the website. Streaming, twitch.tv slash IE Pinball. There's an IE Pinball theme going on here, I guess. Um, yeah, that should be it. And we, at, actually, late December, we're going to run or uh, at Ace Gogi. It's the Korean barbecue down here in Van Nuys. Great food. Uh, he's going to run a Guardians of the Galaxy launch tournament. But the difference is he's going to have two, and we're going to run a heads-up tournament, just like the Vegas tournament nice. for, uh, for the finals. Nice. For like top eight or top 16. We're still figuring it out, but that should be a lot of fun. Very cool. Tell us before then, too, so we can definitely plug that again. Okay. And that's Van... Van. How do you say that again? Van, uh, say that. Yeah, Van Nuys. Yeah. Van Nuys. Van Nuys, California. Van Nuys, California. Did you know that's the greatest city on Earth? It is the greatest it's city the greatest on Earth. It's the greatest city on Earth, Van Nuys. You heard it here. 
So here are the Slam Dill Podcast. Thanks to everybody. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, David Rush. <laughs>